slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could be with us today as we talk all things Islanders hockey. And we've got a lot to discuss today. Uh, the season now been over for a little more than a week. So the dust has settled a little bit and we've got time to consider our postseason awards. Who was the Islanders MVP, their best defenseman, their best defensive forward, all of these things We'll discuss on today's show, and please feel free to either email or tweet and let us know your opinions about all of these categories. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you've got a question, a a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name, first name only, and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. For example, if you are going to disagree with me on some of these uh, categories, that we're going to discuss for the Islanders postseason awards. Feel free to do that. You could tweet it. You could email it. We'll be happy to discuss it on the show. You could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars N Y R V S N Y I, and we'll keep you up to date on everything happening during this off season from free agency, the expansion draft, the NHL draft, all the way through to training camp, which. Believe it or not, is uh, you know just about eight nine weeks away. So uh, short off season for the Islanders and for Islanders fans, and I think that'll make things uh, even more interesting when you break down everything else. So we're going to continue first with our analysis of every player on the Islanders roster, and today. That's going to be Braden Coburn, defenseman, uh, picked up from the Ottawa Senators at the trade deadline, and Coburn was really not an Islander for very long. Uh, Played in three games with the Islanders, really was brought in as the seventh defenseman, as insurance in case anybody got injured, and, you know, they, they... Gave him a taste of action in those three games. Did not score a goal. Did not score, uh, register an assist. And was even in the plus-minus. Did pick up four penalty minutes uh, in his time with the Isles. Registered uh, a couple of hits in those 
for uh, three games and had six block shots. The block shots probably being uh, his most consistent contribution to the team. And in the playoffs, we did not see Braden Coburn at all. He did not play in any of the three rounds that the Islanders uh, had. And I can't say that was a surprise. There were no injuries, and you had Pellick and Pulak as your top pairing, Letty and Mayfield as your uh, second pair, and then you had the experience of Andy Green and the uh, youth and potential of Noah Dobson as your third pair, and, and that left Coburn sort of as the, if anyone gets hurt or anyone plays really poorly, Braden Coburn would be ready. Do I think now that Braden Coburn will be back with the Islanders next year. Quite honestly, no, I, I, I really don't. Coburn's contract is up. He is going to be an unrestricted free agent. To me, the only way you see Braden Coburn back in an Islanders uniform is if a, well, first of all, he has to not retire. Coburn now 36 years old, he'll be 37 next February, so odds are, you know, he may want to continue his uh, career, but I think that it is uh, unlikely that that does uh, take place in an Islanders uniform, and realistically, here's a guy who is got good size, he certainly can add some physicality, not the swiftest skater out there uh, at this point in his career, and, you know, he is more than capable of being a third-pair defenseman or a seventh defenseman, but even paying him the veteran minimum doesn't seem to make sense. He's 6'5", 225, big guy, can certainly, you know, play well in his own zone, not going to put up a lot of points at this stage in his career. And, you know, you look back at what he's done in recent years, and it's just not going to get the job done for the Islanders at this point. The only way he comes back as an Islander, in my mind, is if they have to trade a defenseman or if they lose, let's say, Nick Letty in the expansion draft. And even then, even then, I think that, you know, you Sebastian Ajo would be able to give you more at this point than Braden Coburn. Thomas Hickey could probably give you more than Braden Coburn, although the value wouldn't be there. He would have to come back for the minimum, and he would have to probably accept sort of a a, a player-coach kind of a role where he'd be the seventh guy and maybe play 15, 20 games a year if nobody gets significantly hurt uh, and sort of be someone who could help develop a Noah Dobson uh, or some of the other younger defensemen down in Bridgeport or throughout the organization. So I don't think Braden Coburn is in the Islanders' plans at this point. Uh, he served his purpose when they acquired him at the trade deadline, giving them depth on the blue line and basically as an insurance policy. 
they didn't end up really needing that insurance policy, which is fine and good because, uh, you know, you'd rather have the guys, the starting six defensemen out there than one of your depth defensemen. But uh, realistically, can Coburn still contribute something to an NHL team? Yeah, he, he probably could, but I doubt. I wouldn't rule it out entirely, but I doubt it will be with the New York Islanders next year. So uh, we certainly thank Braden Coburn for what he did this year for the team. And if he comes back, it's not such a bad thing. I just don't see it as being a priority for the Islanders and Lula Amorello to bring him back. When we come back, we will go over the Islanders season awards. Who was the MVP? Who was the best defenseman? Who was the best defensive forward? We're going to go over all of that and more. And again, please feel free to email or tweet your opinions on that. We'll also have our Islanders birthday of the day and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone. There's no membership required and no account logon. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, not just what the counter person at your local auto body store may happen to carry. And they've got everything you need, from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, or even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks, and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So let's talk about the Islanders' season awards. And, you know, you think off the top that, yeah, okay, uh, these are pretty pretty easy, and then you start sorting through them and you realize, uh, no, no, they're really not. Uh, Team MVP, I have a couple of names in mind. You could certainly think about Simeon Varlamov definitely had a, a lot to do with the team's success. You could think about Matthew Barzal, who was the runaway uh, leading point getter for the team with 45 points in 55 games. Uh, he is definitely a possibility. You might want to go with Anders Lee because you could see the extreme drop-off in the team's offensive production and their overall play once Anders Lee was hurt and the Islanders kind of scrambled for the rest of the regular season to figure out, uh, you know, their identity and their, their chemistry and just to get that first line going again. But I'm going to split the vote. I, I sort of think that the Islanders' most valuable players are the top two defensemen. And to me, that is uh, Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak. And look, neither one of them, points-wise, are going to bowl you over. Pulak, two goals, 17 points in 56 games. 
Pelic. So four goals, 14 points in 56 games. But here's the thing. This is a defense first team. And your top defensive pairing, game in and game out, these guys were consistent. Both of them rarely had a very bad game, both in the regular season and in the playoffs. They are the two players, in my mind, who, if they don't do their job, the team, they're, they're sort of like the support beam, the, the, the pillar that holds the team together. And for that reason, uh, I, I give Pelic and Pulak as my co-Islanders MVPs of the year. Now look, all these other candidates that we talked about, Lee, Barzal, uh, uh, Varlamov, all of them legitimate candidates. And there are other guys that I'm sure some of you may think are also deserving of consideration. But at the end of the day, I think that Pelik and Pulak really are the cornerstones of this team's style of play. They were the most consistent players on the team over the course of the season, and for that reason, they are my co-MVPs. Rookie of the Year, to me, there's only two real candidates. You got Oliver Wallstrom, who had 12 goals and 21 points in 44 games, uh, and then you got Ilya Sorokin, who played in 22 games, 21 of them starts, went 13-6-3 and three, uh, over the year, had three shutouts and a 2.17 goals against average, a 9-1-8 save percentage. I'm going to give the edge, in this case, to Sorokin. I think that Wallstrom is, a, is an up-and-coming player. He definitely has a bright future with the Islanders if he continues to work on the aspects of his game without the puck. But I think Sorokin's future is even brighter. I think that the fact that Sorokin won all four victories the Islanders had in that opening round series against Pittsburgh kind of put him over the top. And I think also the fact that, you know, goalies... It's a, it, it's, it's a big adjustment from the KHL where they have a wider rink to the NHL. The angles are all different for a goalie. He's learning a new language, getting used to a new league, new team, and Sorokin really handled it beautifully. And if you take away his first three starts where he went 0-2-1, and, and, and we talked yesterday about that first start where he had all of, what, 10, 15 minutes Notice that he was even going to play, his numbers would be even more impressive. And so I give the edge to Sorokin, although Oliver Wallstrom certainly very, very deserving of consideration. And we'll see, you know, how each of these players develops. As far as the Islanders' best defenseman, uh, I'm going to give it to Ryan Pulak over Adam Pellick, but not by much, only because perhaps. His offensive upside was a little bit, and I do mean a tiny bit better, uh, but it was close, and I do like uh, the fact that Scott Mayfield improved his game in the playoffs, but to me, uh, Ryan Pulak is going to be the Islanders' defenseman of the year. As far as the best defensive forward goes, the Islanders have a lot of good ones. You could talk about Uncle Leo. You could talk about uh, 
certainly Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin, Leo uh, Kamarov, we said. Kyle Palmieri did a solid job after being uh, acquired, at least in the playoffs, on defense. But to me, the two main candidates have got to be Casey Sezikis and J.G. Pajot. Those are your two, in my mind, best defensive forwards. I give a slight edge to J.G. Pajot. Uh, probably their best face-off man, although Casey Sezikis is right behind. He's a little less physical than Sezikis is, but positionally sound, solid in his own end. Uh it's very, very close, but I give a slight edge to J.G. Pajot over Sezikis in the battle for their best defensive forward position. And, uh, yeah, it's a close one, and there are a number of good candidates for that position. The best offensive defenseman, I think, goes to Nick Letty. Uh, certainly, he was great with uh, assists this year and definitely uh, helped run the top power play unit. And the best goalie to me is Simeon Varlamov. Uh, again, Sorokin did well, but Varlamov was the goalie of the year for the New York Islanders. So those are my award winners for this team. Feel free to uh, either chime in on uh, Twitter or via email and uh, give us your thoughts as to who the Islanders MVPs were and, and, and how, you know, who should have won in each of these categories, or maybe you want to suggest a category of your own. We've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. we still got our Islanders birthday of the day and some parting thoughts. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. And this week, you also have the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup Finals, which uh, are wrapping up. You've got, of course, Wimbledon going on, and the Euro Soccer uh, Tournament taking place overseas. So lots to do, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs at Bet Online. Before the next face-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, we're going to go back and look at a, a member of uh, all four Islanders' Stanley Cup winning teams. Happy birthday today, uh, July the 6th. It's the 69th birthday for former Islanders forward Anders Kaller. Kaller, a native of Sweden, uh, joined the Islanders' In the 1979-80 season, the year they won their first Stanley Cup, uh, was injured and did not play in the postseason that year, but did play in the uh, playoffs for the other three seasons that he was with the Islanders. He had 22 goals in his first year with the team, and then his best season came in 1980-81. 36 goals, 64 points. That year for the Islanders, his best playoffs 
the fourth and final Stanley Cup win for the Isles in 20 games, three goals and 15 points as uh, he was sort of an overlooked contributor to the Islanders' playoff success. We're going to go back and look at one of Anders Kaller's better games with the Isles at the Nassau Coliseum, December 30th, 1980. The Colorado Rockies, who eventually, a couple of years after this game, moved to the Meadowlands to become the New Jersey Devils. The Rockies visit the Coliseum in goal in this game for Colorado. Hardy Astrom, uh, Don Cherry's favorite goaltender, while uh, Billy Smith was the goalie for the Islanders. In this game, the Islanders wasted little time. Butch Goring opened up the scoring, his 13th goal of the year. Bob Bourne and Anders Kaller, our Islanders' birthday of the day, getting an assist at 325, 1-0 Isles. About five and a half minutes later, Bob Nystrom adds to the lead, his eighth from Steve Tambellini and Clark Gillies, 2-0 Islanders. Anders Kaller puts one in the net, his 23rd of the year. Butch Goring with the assist at 1105, 3-0 Islanders, and then... Uh, less than two minutes after that, Steve Tambellini, his 11th from Bob Nystrom and Clark Gillies. Islanders up 4-0. Colorado finally answers Yvonne uh, Vautour, his ninth from Lanny McDonald uh, at 13-19. After one period, Islanders up 4-1. The Isles just keep pouring it on. Butch Goring, his second of the game, 14th of the year from Bob Bourne and Gord Lane at 319, makes it a 5-1 game. And then Clark Gillies. His 15th from Steve Tambellini and Bob Nystrom makes it 6-1. Were the Islanders done? No. Anders Kaller, his second of the game, 24th of the year. Bourne and Lane with the assist at 239 of the third. Then an Islanders power play with Rob Ramage in the penalty box for hooking. Stefan Pearson, his fourth from Tonelli and Brian Trottier at 458. The Islanders had a 7-1 lead. Two goals by the Rockies made it close. They came late in the game. Walt McKechnie from uh, Mike Gillis and future Islander Mike McEwen. Then Lucien Deblois, the former Ranger, his 10th from Ron DeLorme and Jack Valaquette. The Islanders got one back as Butch Goring got his 15th of the year, completing a hat trick. Anders Kaller and Gary Howitt with the assist. Islanders win this one going away by a score of 9-3. to three. And for Anders Kaller, two goals, two assists, and a plus five. So a four-point night for Kaller. Butch Goring had three goals and an assist. Bob Bourne had three assists. Uh, a lot of Islanders really <laughs> putting pouring on the points in this one. For Billy Smith, 29 saves to earn the win. And the Islanders skate away with an impressive 9-3 win, thanks in part to a four-point effort by our Islanders' birthday of the day, Anders Kaller, winner of four Stanley Cups, and a happy 69th birthday, and many, many happy and healthy more to former Islanders forward and underrated player in Anders Kaller. Wanted to touch briefly about some rumors that have been circulating, and, and rumors are rife this time of year. Uh, some rumors that maybe the Islanders would be interested in acquiring either Phil Kessel uh, as one possibility, 
or Vladimir Tarasenko as another possibility. Again, I don't think necessarily that either of these players really fit into the Islanders' defense-first system. Would they certainly help the team as far as uh, goal production is concerned? Yes. I just find it hard to imagine the Islanders finding the cap space to fit these guys under the cap. Is it possible? Yes. Would the Islanders, if somebody called up Lou Lamorello and said, hey, uh, we're trying to trade Tarasenko, are you interested? Would he hear at, you know, what they had in mind? Yeah, he probably would. But it will be difficult to make it work. We'll see whether or not these discussions go anywhere. Um, not thinking that these rumors are red hot or that this is imminent by any stretch of the imagination, but I did certainly want to mention it because it is out there uh, and, you know, people are talking about it a, a little bit and understandably so. So those rumors are out there. Whether or not they are actually going to come to fruition is a completely different issue. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Tomorrow we'll be back uh, discussing yet another Islanders player their season in review, including regular season and playoffs, and a look ahead as to how they fit into the team for the 2021-2022 season. And uh, we will also, you know, start to look ahead at, uh, you know, what it's going to mean for the Islanders to start the upcoming season off most likely with a lot, if not exclusively, on the road, a lot of road games. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Lots to discuss. We'll be here throughout the offseason. And again, new shows dropping every Monday through Friday. Stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. And of course, let's go Islanders.